Let me know if this rings true for you. You're in back-to-back -back virtual meetings, followed by staff meetings. Then when you're trying to get through your work, lots of your teammates come or your staff come and they're asking you questions and you want to answer them, but you also want to get to your work. Then you're rushing to pick up your, your kids after school, dinner and dishes, answering a few critical emails after dinner, and then it's bedtime and you're done for the day. You know, it's ironic, isn't it? You're too busy in your day doing stuff to find time in your day to plan doing the really important stuff. Like, whoa, how am I supposed to manifest my vision for fulfilling life if I'm just too damn busy every day? Or maybe you are super busy and you're feeling overwhelmed and you know you're supposed to stop and take breaks so you feel less overwhelmed, but there's just too much on your plate for you to stop so that you can feel less overwhelmed. You couldn't possibly find the time to find the time and space to be you, to relax, or plan out your priorities and figure out how to be less overwhelmed. If either of these two scenarios sound like you, then today's podcast is for you. Today we're talking about 10 ways to reduce being busy so you can get to the important stuff. Welcome to the Achieve More podcast, where I help people and teams overcome challenges achieve peak potential using neuroscience and high-performance skills, tools, and approaches. My name is Michael Scheel, and I'm a high-performance coach and transformation consultant. I have over 23 years of experience in coaching and consulting people, teams, and organizations to improve and achieve more. A large part of what I do on a daily basis is to help people learn how to live an engaging, productive, and fulfilling life when building positive relationships, maintaining life satisfaction, and feeling less overwhelmed. I also work with many people who feel like their life is just a little stuck and they're not quite getting as much out of the career or personal life as they thought. Today's podcast fits squarely in the zone of helping people achieve more out of their lives, the, the ability to help them achieve their life goals while feeling balanced. You know, the number one challenge my coaching clients face is that they can't seem to find time in their days to either work on their priority goals or to take breaks and reduce the strain and the stress of the day. Now, before I go any further with this podcast, I want to let you know about a free resource I'm offering that's very much related to this topic, and it's on the number one thing you can do right now to deal with overwhelm. If you go to invictus.coach forward slash resources, you'll be able to download this document. And what the document focuses on is if you're feeling too busy every day, chances are you're starting to slip into feeling overwhelmed and maybe even burned out after a while. Maybe you're even in that zone right now. So I wrote this evidence-based resource to provide you at least one thing that is quick, simple to implement, and that research has shown is to be useful in starting to turn the tides and addressing feeling overwhelmed as you slip into burnout. You can go to the resource section of my website and download that resource, and there's going to be some other ones being loaded up there too. That's invictus.coach forward slash resources. All right, so let's get back to today's podcast. So what you're going to learn in today's podcast is why being busy isn't actually useful to achieving your goals. Number two, the top ways you can get too busy. Number three, I'm gonna talk about the principles behind being less busy. And then I'm gonna give you 10 ways to reduce the busyness in your life. Those are 10 action items that you can take right here, right now, right after you listen to this podcast that can help you get less busy in your life. You can take them one by one or you can super stack them. All right, let's jump right in. Why being busy isn't necessarily useful. Why isn't it a good thing that I'm busy? I'm doing good work. I'm proud when my supervisor asked me to do an important project. And even if I'm already busy, I can show her that I can take it on. You know, I want to be that go-to gal or that go-to guy that gets it done. But here's five reasons why I don't think it's important for you to get super busy and, and overstacked with work. Number one, you actually get less done. 
Studies have repeatedly shown that you get more work done if you're focused on one thing at a time and are really super focused on that one thing. Now, this is really hard to do if you've got 10 things on your must-do by the end of day list. You're going to find that you're constantly thinking that you have to go faster and get to the next thing. When you know you've got 10 things you're supposed to do in a day, your brain will actually spend part of the time focusing on that. And what that does is it takes away precious mental resources from focusing on the one thing that you want to do. It also helps introduce uh, the feeling of being stressed and the stress response into your body, which sometimes you can use to your advantage. I've done a podcast on that, but sometimes it doesn't help you out at all. Number two reason why I don't think being super busy helps you get to your goals. Multitasking is a myth and leads to missed things and reduced quality. So when people have lots of things in their list, they try to multitask and get a bunch of them done at the same time. Actually, if you take a look at the internet and sort of top 10 lists of how to be less busy and just sort of look at whoever's done it, lots of people talk about multitasking. Multitasking actually isn't a real thing. Your brain can only focus on one and a half, two things at, at a time. Very small percentage of people can focus on three things. But here's the thing. When, you're when you have two things on your mind, you focus less on each of them. So your brain has a limited amount of resources and it's gonna spend it's gonna spread those resources over those two things. This is why, you know, if you've ever driven somewhere while thinking about stuff and then you realized, oh man, I don't know how I got here. <laughs> I know I was driving, but I certainly wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. You were on, on automatic mode and you were just driving and you weren't really paying attention because your brain was focused somewhere else. Or maybe, tell me if you've done this, I do this all the time, you walk into a room of your house to do something, maybe you're going to go to the kitchen to get something, and then by the time you get there, you're like, I don't remember why I'm here. What was I supposed to get? And that's because you were focused on doing something else. That's exactly the same principle. If you try to focus on too many things at the same time while you're working, you will reduce the quality of the work that you do. You will miss things. You will drop balls for sure. Okay, number three, you become less productive. This is probably, uh, you can probably understand this by now. Ironically, by taking on more work, you become less productive. Because you aren't able to spend the quality time knocking things off the list, or if you are dropping, you're, you're probably dropping some balls because you have too many, and in the end, you start taking longer and longer on the things that you that you take on. So if you only have three things on your list and you take on two more things and you take on another couple of things, suddenly your list is so big, you spend a little bit of time on all of them and it takes way longer to get all of them done. Ironically, you can start to become the person who gets less done because you're taking on more work. Number four, by now you probably realize this, it impacts your health and it's a negative impact on your health. Increased work in this kind of situation and this approach inevitably leads to feeling stressed. Sometimes it's a persistent low-level stress throughout the day, like I've got to keep moving, got to keep moving, got to keep getting this stuff done. And sometimes it's a spike of major stress, maybe as a deadline comes and goes and you don't have the work done yet. And as I've mentioned in many other podcasts, stress can be debilitating to your body. Yes, it can be useful in a short-term perspective if you know how to use it. You can check out my podcast on that. But vast majority of the time, over time, the longer you're stressed, the more debilitating it is. The chemicals released in your brain and body to help you deal with stressful situations can have a toxic effect on your cells over time. This is why chronic stress leads to several debilitating diseases. And number five... If you're super busy, this one to me is absolutely the most important reason. This is the whole reason I did this podcast. If you're so busy, you're so busy that you are just doing so many things, it is vastly unlikely that you're going to get to your priorities. This comes up with my coaching clients all the time. They never get a chance to get to the things that are important to them because they're doing all the other stuff. So, so many of them tell me that, you know, they want to get to the work, they want to have the time and the space to be able to think about doing the things that are a priority to them to help them achieve their vision or help them improve something, but they just don't have time. They just don't have time to, to get there. 
And if you aren't working on the things that you find engaging, fulfilling, and will help you reach your ideal life or help you achieve the things you want, then why are you doing those other things? Yes, I know we need to do these things at work. Yes, you've got work to do and it's not necessarily tied to your important things. But if every day, day in and day out, you're just super busy and you never quite get around to it, that tells me that there is something shifting in your priorities. You are actually prioritizing your what's important to you by your actions, whether you like it or not. Unwittingly, you are saying the priority is to do all this other work for other people and not get to my own stuff. All right, so those are the five reasons why being busy isn't necessarily useful for your, uh, for your goals in life. All right, I want to jump into the top reasons that you are too busy. And uh, I always think it's important to understand why something is happening so that it helps you sort of figure out what is the best way around it. And I've got, let's see, I've got eight reasons why you're too busy. I'll go through them quickly. I won't spend too much time. Number one, you're overcommitted. Big surprise. Many people have a tendency to take on too many tasks, projects, or obligations, which leads to feeling overwhelmed and overworked. I mean, I have a whole other podcast on when and how to say no so that you don't get overcommitted. You can go check that out. For two reasons, and this isn't in a priority order, I should say, but the number two reason that I have here for reasons why people get uh, overloaded and they get too busy is lack of time management skills. People who struggle with time management might find themselves constantly busy by not accomplishing much. And this is an interesting for me thing for me. I know a lot of my clients tell me that they know they understand basic time management skills. They just don't use them. And then they get too busy to want to stop and try to implement them. So it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to implement it. So lack of time management skills, I put in that either you don't know them all necessarily or you don't use them. And I'd say most people fall into the latter bucket that they don't really use them. Number three, difficulty saying no. This is a big one. I hear this a lot from my clients when they they, they have a hard time saying no to requests from others. Maybe it's to their supervisor or their colleagues. And that leads them to taking on to too, too many projects. And again, I've got another podcast on that one entirely. There's a lot behind that one. Number four, kind of related to number three, is being a pleaser. Quite a few people fit into this category for a variety of reasons. You like to please other people. And when you say yes, so you can show them how you support them. And we think we're being nice and we're being good and we're being supportive of them. But psychologists will point out that this sometimes this action is actually reflective of, of some challenges that you're facing. I won't get into all of that here, but, you know, it's so much of not saying no is that you want to please the other person. So you're always going to be saying yes. Number five is perfectionism. Uh, perfectionists often feel like they have to do everything perfectly and may overcommit themselves to avoid the anxiety of falling short of their own high standards. So yes, you've got things and then you're going to keep, keep working at them, keep working at them, keep working at them. And that keeps you busy. And then yes, other things start to pile on and then you want to be perfect at all of them. And you don't want to say no and you don't want to do uh, an incomplete job or a job that you think is, is less than perfect. Number six, uh, fear of missing out. You know, this is uh, often connected with the rise of social media. Many people feel pressure to constantly be doing something exciting or staying up to date or taking on more. Uh, maybe you have a fear, you have FOMO of uh, being outpaced by your colleagues. You think your co colleagues are doing exciting projects and they're doing way more and you want to keep up with them. I saw that a lot when I worked in a, in a big consulting firm. There's a lot of that fear that somebody else is doing better than me, that I'm missing out on the opportunities they have. So I need to do even better than them. All right, number seven reason uh, is a need for control. The people who have a strong need for control make on too much in order to feel like they are in charge of their lives. So they take on additional work and they take it all on and they don't think about delegating or sharing or finding other ways to do it and they don't wanna let it go because they wanna control it and they wanna make sure it ends up the way that they are. I have a large part of this in my personality, I have to say. 
Uh, number eight is lack of boundaries. People who have poor boundaries may struggle to prioritize their own needs and take on too much in order to please others or avoid conflict. Or they let people step over their boundaries and, and, and say, hey, can you take this on? Or we've got this important project. Can you please do this? And that pushes them out of their comfort zone in terms of the boundaries and the amount of work and the quality of work that they want to do. But they go ahead and say yes anyways. Okay, so those are the eight reasons. Overcommitment, lack of time management skills or poor implementation of time management skills, difficulty saying no, that flip side being a pleaser, perfectionism, fear of missing out, the need for control, and lack of boundaries. All right, now I'm going to jump into 10 ways to reduce being overly busy. This is the meat of the matter right here. So I'm going to go through. These are, again, these aren't in priority order per se. These are just 10 ideas that I know have worked. There is some evidence behind uh, each of these, but uh, I have seen them work for each of my clients or some of my clients as well. Okay, uh, number one, prioritize your tasks, then only do three. It's kind of two in one. Prioritize your tasks and then only do three tasks in a day. You want to identify the most important tasks you need to accomplish and you want to prioritize that's important for you to achieve your goals and to reach that kind of life that you want while having balance. So you prioritize your tasks for the day. Then you only take the top three and you just aim to do three. You don't aim to do 10. You don't aim to do five. You aim to do three. I have found in my personal life and with many of my clients in my professional life that those productivity experts are right when they say that most people only accomplish two or three things in a day. Trying to do more than this will just lead to stress and feeling like you didn't accomplish what you needed to. It's going to feel it's going to it's going to lead you to say, "Hey, I can take on if other people take on two or three, I can take on five or six items." It's going to take you to it's going to lead you to taking on more than you can actually get uh, accomplished. Many people feel unmotivated as their days pile up when they feel like they can't get things done. So you put five things on your list and you only get two done. Well, then you feel kind of bad at the end of the day because you you know three things didn't get list didn't get done. So you put them onto your list the next day, and then they they don't get done then because you get busy with meetings, etc. And then they keep getting pushed. And what happens is you actually don't get motivated to do something, and actually the sight of those tasks on your to do list actually causes stress within your system. Number two, the number two way to reduce feeling overly busy is to say no more often. And I absolutely understand. I've got clients right now who are probably listening to this and yelling at their 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 phone or their computer like, no, it's not that easy to say no. But you gotta learn to say no to tasks and activities that are not important or essential to your goals. You have to learn how to say no to your supervisor, your boss, your colleague when you've got enough on your plate and, you, and you're trying to focus on doing the things that you're doing really, really well. You will have to say no to protect your boundaries. This is so important and it is a massive mind shift for people. It is okay to say no. You're not being rude. You're not being aggressive. You're not being a jerk. You're just protecting your boundaries and you're focusing on doing the right things the right way. I'm, I'm doing a whole podcast on this idea alone, so you can go check it out. Number three, delegate tasks. I have a huge problem with this myself. If you have colleagues or team members who can help with tasks, you got to delegate some of the work to them. The, I mean, I'll tell you, I maybe it's the perfectionist in me. I have a real trouble sharing my work with other people. But here, and, and you know, and I know why, and I've seen the studies talk about this. When 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 it's difficult to delegate or share your work with colleagues, etc., it's because um, often it's because you feel like, are they? Am I really going to be able to manage the quality of work they do? Are they going to do as good a job as I am? And I'm kind of afraid of that. And this is where that perfectionism in you comes out. But here's the thing: Would you rather own the task and not get it done? 
or do a half-assed job of it yourself, or have someone else do it or help you do it, even if it turns out slightly different than you thought. In the end, in the long run, it's way better to get something done, you know, even at 80% quality, than to get 100% of it done, or 0% or of it done at poor quality. I'd rather get it done and get it done really well as opposed to not done, even if you're aiming to get it done perfectly, but you don't get anything done. Okay, Coach Mike, but what about the fact that if I get a colleague to do my work, they'll get the attention and the admiration of our supervisor or our boss because they're knocking that work out. But here's the thing that kind of that, that thinking, it's, it's like FOMO, your fear of missing out, you're making up a lot of that in your head. Besides, I go back to that tried and true rule that it is better to do one or two things in stellar quality than th 10 things poorly or not at all. You can actually find when you take breaks and you're more focused and you do one thing at a time, you actually get really good work done and you get more done than you expect. So delegate your tasks. Number four, turn off your email and your phone. <laughs> I know this is crazy, but, but actually turning off your email helps you get a whole bunch more done. So if you only check your email, I actually coach my clients to only check the email twice a day. Now they push back a lot, so maybe you can do it three times a day, but it's only say at 10 o'clock, two o'clock and say four o'clock. That's it. Spend 15, 20 minutes each time on your email and that's it. You turn it off and you don't turn it on. The problem with email is it is a fabulous tool to get you to do other people's priorities. It is a fabulous tool to get you to focus your time and attention on other people's priorities. They aren't your priorities. Your priorities are the work that you're doing right now, not to go and see what someone else is asking you. Now I know lots of jobs require people to be uh, very attentive and alert to, to sort of a burning email or a really important thing that comes in. Fine, if you've got a situation like that, I get it. But 99% of us are not in that situation. So only look at your email twice a day. And when you do, only look at it for 15 minutes. And then I'd suggest follow the four Ds of email. You do it, you delegate it, you delete it, or you defer it. Now, if I defer an email, I sort it right away into a defer folder that I check out at the end of the, every week. So make sure that I look at it. That way you keep your emails down and you get the, the satisfaction of knowing that you've dealt with your emails and you don't have that worry behind you. And again, I've talked about this before, that if, you, if you're worried that there's something coming in, there's something that you're missing, just knowing that you've dealt with it and you've taken a look and everything's okay, that lets you off the hook from being stressed about it. All right, number five, take breaks. This is going to be, I know, counterintuitive to most people, but taking regular breaks and stopping work actually allows you to get more work done in the end. The world's largest study on high performers found that taking regular breaks throughout your day was one of the most useful high performance habits that high performers use to get more of their high priority work done more efficiently and more effectively. We know why that is from neuroscience studies that shows that the brain can only focus for 45 to 60 minutes anyways. Now that high performance study I just, I just mentioned found that high performers on average can only focus for 52 minutes at a time. After that, you just, your efficacy goes straight down and you're actually not getting good work done. So what high performers do is they take a short five minute break every 45 to 60 minutes. Now I structure every single one of my days like this. And like I said, for me, it's about every 40 to 45 minutes. You take a five minute mindfulness break and then you go right back to your work and you're focused and you're intent and you have intention and you're motivated and you get way more work done at a way better quality. So if you take breaks and you work less, you will get more work done. All right, number six, set boundaries. This is so important, oh my goodness. Establishing clear boundaries with colleagues, clients, family members, anybody else 
to prevent interruptions during work time, to prevent them from piling more work on for you, to prevent you from taking on more work and becoming more busy. You need to set your boundaries so that you can focus on the things that make sense. So one of the things I hear a lot about when I dig down into why my coaching clients are so darn busy, you know, when I ask them, you know, what did you get to in the last week or two? What have you been focused on? How are you reaching your priorities? Well, I've been too busy. Why are you too busy? Well, they're taking on things outside of their priority list. They're even taking on things that are outside of their roles, their normal roles and responsibilities at work. And there's lots of reasons for this. One of the big ones is people coming to ask for their help, even when they know that they shouldn't. Or they come and ask for the help and my clients take that help on and they say, okay, I'll do that for you. Even though they know that they're super busy and yeah, yeah, I know I don't have time, but this is really important and I really want to support my, my colleague. So I've got a whole other podcast on how to set boundaries and how to maintain your boundaries. It's so important. So that was reason number six or way number six. Um, method number seven is practicing self-care, taking care of your physical and mental health by getting enough sleep, eating well, exercising, and practicing relaxation techniques or mindfulness. I know, people always look at me funny when I mention this as an approach to getting uh, to dealing with uh, being overly busy, but it's actually really critical for not feeling overly busy because when you feel like you're overly busy, you will make yourself overly busy. It's hard to reduce feeling busy and finding balance in your day if you aren't working from a place of homeostasis. Homeostasis, I've mentioned this in another podcast, it's the equilibrium, I gotta say that word properly, equilibrium of health for your brain and your body. Think of it like driving a car. Your, part, your car is gonna perform at its best if its fluids are topped up, the brakes are aligned, the tires are pumped, it's full of gas, it's clean, etc. Your brain and your body are the same thing. You know, if you drive your car too fast for too long without, you know, gas, without being topped up, without being maintained, it's gonna overheat and over time, uh, it's going to have a tough time reacting the way you want to, and eventually it's going to break down. Now, your brain and body run on similar principles. So I always say there's sort of five things that you want to do to maintain your homeostasis. That's proper sleep, proper nutrition, it's mindfulness, it's moving regularly, and it's high-intensity exercise. And, and those are the things that together help maintain your brain and your body so that you maintain your homeostasis. When you have that, you are much more able to have a balanced life and to be able to approach things without feeling like you're overwhelmed and overworked. All right, number eight, stop talking about being overly busy. There's absolutely a culture in many industries and workplaces that being busy is good. This can be taken to the next level of being even busy, that, that even busier means even better. Oh my goodness, this was a huge part of one of the, the big five consulting firms that I worked for that it was like a badge of honor. The busier you were, the longer you were in the day, obviously the more important you are. And it's just, it's just mind boggling. What happens when you think this way is that you find ways to make it true. So if you think being busy is good, you will consciously or unwittingly find ways to become busy. And when you tell yourself that you're too busy all the time, you will also start to support that stress response. Since a vast majority of people find being too busy is a stressful thing. Okay, thank you, everybody. That was everything for today. As I sign off on my podcast, you know, I love to, to challenge my, my listeners to take action and do something. So my challenge to you this week is, which of these 10 different methods I talked about today are you going to try so that you can reduce being overly busy? You can try one of them, you can try a bunch of them consecutively one after the other, or you can try a bunch of them, you can super stack them and have to try two or three at the same time. I would love to hear from you if you've tried these and how it worked for you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. 
My goal is to help as many people as possible learn how to improve, transform, and achieve higher performance. I do that through things like this podcast. I do that through things like those free resources on my resources page at invictus.coach forward slash resources. And I do that through a variety of webinars and other methods too. If you like what you heard in today's podcast, I invite you to like, share, and subscribe to it. You can subscribe to the site at invictus.coach forward slash register, and you'll get regular updates on how we're using neuroscience and high-performance skills, tools, and approaches to help people, teams, and organizations reach peak performance. Thanks for listening this week, and I hope you have a wonderful week.